Thank you for taking time to listen to our service. We're happy you've joined us today. Visit NBCOcala.com to find out more about who we are as a ministry or get information about upcoming events. There you can also discover all the convenient ways to partner with us financially. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the service. Amen. Help me welcome our internet family, would you? God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. I've got water with me today. I went to a basketball game last night. Our, uh, with our academy, our varsity boys were in a tournament. They came in second place, runner-up. One point, yeah. <clears throat> One point they were down 20 points, and they closed that to two points. And then I think they lost by about six. But my youngest son is uh, one of the players as well. So we went up to Gainesville for the the game. And I forgot about preaching today. And I just started yelling and stuff. And uh, yelled at one of the refs. (laughs) Told him he was missing a really good game, you know. (laughs) Elise said, stop it. You're embarrassing yourself. And I said, no, I'm not. And she said, well, you're embarrassing me. So anyway, anyway. Anyway, I didn't get thrown out or anything, so it was good. But anyway, I, she said, don't forget you have to preach tomorrow. So anyway, we're, we're good. We're good, okay? So if I stop for, for a drink, it's just water, okay? All right. Hey, we're going to wrap up our series today uh, called Frequency, about hearing God's voice, getting God's guidance in our life in a very noisy world. How many of you know it's more noisy than ever? And uh, we've really got to have our, our center and be able to hear from heaven to be able to hear from God. Then next week, I'm going to start a new series called All in the Family. And we're going to talk about a number of things having to do with our homes, our family, uh, even going to spend one week on overcoming our upbringing. And maybe you need to be here for that one. <clears throat> we might even expand that one for months, you know, because uh, we all need a little help with that. So. Well, uh, let's dive in this morning. We are all on a journey. Every one of us, we're on a journey. And hopefully you're headed in this direction that we're moving from where we are to where God wants us to be. That's not cliche with us. We're moving from where we are to where God wants us to be. I do think that that is measurable. And one of the ways that we can measure it is that we are becoming more and more happy, help me out, happy, stable, fruitful, blessed, so that we can be a blessing and ultimately bring glory to God. And um, here's, here's the trick about that, though. We cannot get there on our own. And we can't stay there on our own. We have to have some help. We have to have some guidance. And um, that's one of the ways that, and, and places in our life that God wants to help us and, and to guide us. God's vantage point is better than our vantage point. God can see what you can't see. Amen. See, you, you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, next week, and so forth. God can see all of those things. And that plays into how he would guide us. And that helps us in our decisions and, and um, you know, direction in life so much. So God can see and God knows what you and I cannot see and do not know and would not be able to see or know unless he would tell us about these things. And that's the importance of the direction and guidance that he gives us in our life. Bob your head if you're still with me here. Look with me in Isaiah chapter 30. The prophet writes, When you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way, 
walk in it. And I'm thankful that God speaks to our hearts in those ways. It is very rare, I think, that God speaks out loud to these ears. It's never happened to me. It's more of something I hear in my heart, an electric thought, some kind of prompting. He confirms it in a number of ways. Um, and, and we certainly need all of that. We have looked at uh, ways that he speaks to us. How many of you know that ultimately God can speak to you however he wants to? Um, I'm aware of a story where a wrong telephone number um, actually was used. That's a long story with a youth group that we had years ago, and my wife and an elderly lady that was very lonely and actually kind of stranded. And so uh, it's interesting how God can do whatever God wants to do. And uh, some of the common ways that he speaks to us, he speaks to us through his word. He speaks to us through his people. He speaks to us through his church, primarily through preaching and teaching. He speaks to us through his spirit. And then last week, we looked at some safeguards or tests so that we can make sure, um, you know, and better confirm that he's, that he's speaking to us. Um, some of the questions we asked are, does, it, does that sound like God? Secondly, does it sound like you? Uh, is it wise? Uh, then we saw, what did trusted people in your life say? And then finally, do you have peace? And that's probably the, the bottom line. So... All of that relates to our life, that God would guide us in this life. He is our good shepherd, and uh, we follow him, and that is the the best path for us. Can I get an amen on that one? If something in your life, and I hear this, if something in your life is not quite working, then there are several variables. There's something you do not know, or something that you do not have, or something that you are not doing. And so the things that we don't know and things that we don't have and the things that we're not doing, we need that interaction and that leading that that God would bring um, into our lives. I want to share with you this morning five, um, I'm going to call them hearing aids, to help us to be able to to hear the Lord. And uh, I looked up a bunch of jokes on hearing aids and different things, and I just decided to just pass it all up, okay? So you can hear me, right? Okay. First one would be this. Get still, be still. Say that with me. Get still, be still. Um, not only is this number one in our order for today, I believe this is, this is a prerequisite if we're going to really be able to hear, you know, God's voice in our life. Um, the world around us, it is so busy and so noisy around us, if you're not careful, it gets busy and noisy within us. And we get the clatter and the clutter and the scatteredness and the pressure of, of the world around us. We live in a culture of busyness and it is noisy, so to speak. And it's hard to hear when it's noisy. The other day I was in our laundry room ironing a shirt. You say, Pastor, you iron your own shirts? I do. I iron all my own clothes. Because Because I ran my mouth when I was a newlywed. <laughs> my, my bride was ironing for me, and I said, um, actually, and I stepped in to show her how to do it better. <laughs> so anyway, that's another. Next week, we'll talk about family. Remember that? So, all right. so anyway, I'm in the laundry room. Alicia has the dryer going, and then in the kitchen... The dishwasher is going on, and I'm pretty sure ours is diesel. 
And then she's on across the living room in our bedroom, and she's saying something to me. I said, what? And she's still saying something to me. So I go all the way across. And I get there and I go, were you saying something to me? Never mind now. Can I get an amen from the guys? All right, let's be careful. Be careful. We're really going to need that series next week, okay? All right. Uh, My... Internal debate is Alicia's going to be here next service, and I don't know if I'm going to tell that or not. So, so, no, I will. I will. Here's what we need to do we need to get still and be still. We need to turn some things off, and we need to put some things out of reach. You know, I currently do my morning devotions all hard copy. You know what I mean? Books and Bible and so forth. And for, for a while, and intermittently, I will use like apps on my phone or tablet or whatever. And then I got where it, you know, you end up because everything's just right there. I posted something earlier on Facebook. I want to see if anybody liked it. How insecure are we? And then while you're over there, somebody's got a picture of a great big fish they caught or, you know, a dog doing some cute thing with a baby monkey or something. And then, and before you know it, you're 15 minutes later. Oh, oh, that's right. I was trying to trying to do devotion. So I think we do well sometimes to turn some things off and get them out of reach, get the remote out of reach, get your computer out of reach, your phone, get it, get it away, get the game controller, you know, get these things out of reach because those things can just, can crowd us. And we've got to get still and be still if we're really going to hear God's voice. Look in Psalm 46. The Lord says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted. Everybody say exalted. Exalted. We'll come back to that word. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still, he says. And then you're going to be able to know that I'm God. When when you're in that place, then then you're going to be able to hear and receive from the Lord more. In the uh, Amplified Bible, it says, let be and be still. And we highlighted this word exalted. When we're still... We come to know him more. We're aware of him more. And then he said he would be exalted. And one of the definitions of that Old Testament Hebrew word exalted means loud. And I think that when we get still, he is more loud and clear for us. So we must be still, get still, be still. Look with me in, um, well, before I get there, we believe in spiritual disciplines or practices. You have to have those in your life. They help you to grow in the things of God. They help you to have traction on this journey that we're all in. And two very, very important disciplines would be solitude and silence. Solitude and silence. There's an Armenian proverb that I love, and it says this, Solitude is full of God. Solitude is full of God. And when we get still and when we get quiet, something happens. Something happens inside of us. Just as with the laws of natural gravity, if I were to have a big jar full of muddy river water and we stirred it all up and you could hardly see through it, if I will set that down and just leave it still, eventually all the sediment's going to sink to the bottom. It will settle and it will be clear again. 
In the same way, I think that spiritual gravity works in us. We have in our soul chaos. There's the noise. There's the busyness. We've got all of those things. Am I talking to the right people today? We've got all that going on. And the only way that that's going to settle is for you to settle and for you to get still. And thankful for Christian radio and and podcasts and all kinds of things. But sometimes you just need to turn it off. I've started on my way to the gym in the morning instead of listening to things to just get quiet. It's amazing what, what just starts to happen. And don't interrupt it. Just, just be quiet and, and be still before God and his voice will be more loud and clear in our lives. Look in Psalm 116. It says, return to your rest. Look, oh my soul, for the Lord or because the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. God's been good to you. And you're going to be more and more aware of that as you just get still, be still. Can we get an amen? Amen. Second hearing aid would be this. Feed on and fill with Scripture. Feed on and fill with Scripture. Scripture is the Bible. The Bible is God's Word. God's Word is God speaking to us. This is the, the most plain, clear way that God would speak to us. So we need to feed on and fill with Uh, scripture. Don't just read the Bible. Don't just read the Bible. Let it speak to you. You know, sometimes we get where this is just checklist. You know, you've got your read through the Bible in a year and you've got your reading plans. And I, I support all of those ideas, except when they get to the place where you're just running through, reading it like an auctioneer, and then you get done and just check it off. You need to slow down and let it speak to you. I would rather have just a couple of verses or even one verse that is really just registering in my heart, my mind, than to, there, I read my three chapters. You know, you want to make sure that God's word, you're not just reading it, but you're letting letting it speak to you. Now, I believe in daily exposure to and intake of the word of God. And when we regularly expose ourselves to the word and receive from the word of God, it builds our faith, it feeds our spirit. It renews our mind. It brings light to our life. It reveals God's promises and will to us. But it also does an important thing. It conditions and tunes our spirit and our soul so we can hear God better. Look with me, if you will, in Proverbs 2. He says, my child, everybody say, that's me. My child, listen. Listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ear to wisdom. Uh, look at it in the um, English Standard Version. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commandments with, with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom. So I think just the exposure and intake of the word of God conditions and tunes our ear, helps us to be more attentive to the wisdom that, that God would bring to us. Plus, It is the source book, it's the reference point uh, and the language that the Holy Spirit would use or refer to um, as he speaks and he guides us. So feed on, fill with scripture. Thirdly is repent. Everybody say repent. Tell your neighbor repent real quick. Now repent is not just a word for angry, wide-eyed, screaming street evangelist, okay? Repent is a, a Bible word. It means to turn around to change directions. Can I give you my definition? Cut it out. 
Cut it out. And it just means to stop that, turn around, head back in the right direction. Um, What happens is sin blocks communication with God. And especially when there's patterns of sin, practices of sin in our life. We must make sure that that we're able to uh, get out of that because that blocks communication to God and it blocks communication from God. In 1 John chapter 3, we learned that when our heart condemns us, we do not have confidence toward God. So when we sin, it's not just the sin itself, it's everything else it brings with it. It brings guilt, it brings shame, it brings a sense of unworthiness, a sense of separation from God. And so when we have that in our life, it, it blocks, it breaks our communication with God. And some of you would, would say, well, maybe there's, there's your answer. And what I would say to you is cut it out. You know, we need to repent and turn from that and get those things right, right with God. Now, in Psalm 32, follow this with me here. You still there? David said, and David messed up some. Any of y'all ever known anybody that messed up some? Anybody here ever, ever messed up some? I'd like to know the rest of y'all's story that just sitting there like this. You just messed up some, okay? David said, when I refused to confess my sin, watch this, my body wasted away. And I groaned all day long. It's toxic. It's acidic. Go ahead, next verse. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy upon me. It's the conviction of God. My strength evaporated like water in the summer heat. Interlude, because we're in the new living instead of Selah. Finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord. Watch this. And you forgave me. And all my guilt is gone. Think about that interlude. Now look look what happens here. When you have sin in your life, when you uh, have the shame, the weight of that, you can't hold that inside. It will mess you up. And there's no relief for it. There's no relief except for the blood of Jesus Christ shed for us. 1 John 1, 7 says that the blood of Jesus Christ, God's Son, cleanses us from all sin. There is no other remedy for sin except what Jesus did for us on the cross. And so what we must do, 1 John 1, 9 says, is we must confess our sin. We admit it to God. And when we do that, it says that he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, if we say that we have not sinned, Scripture says, then we declare that God is a liar. You go calling God a liar and communication is going to be broken. It says in in 1 John 2, 1 then, it says these things I write to you so that you don't sin. You shouldn't sin. But if you do, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the propitiation. He's the satisfaction for our sins. And not for our sins only, but for the sins of the whole world. 
So how do I get cleansed? How do I get forgiven? I confess it to God. You repent and you confess it to God. And David said, as long as I held it inside and didn't confess, it was wearing me out. And what happens if you have unconfessed sin in your life, it is heavy, it is weighty. Some of you don't even know, what what is wrong with me? Why am I feeling this way? And it's because of the toxic, acidic nature of allowing sin to just reside in you. And you need to confess it out of your life and get cleansed by the blood of Jesus. David said, finally, I did it. Finally, I, I confessed all my sins. I stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord. Look what happened. He forgave me. He forgave me and all my guilt is gone. And if you read this in the context of, of Psalm 32, you find that his joy was restored. Now go to verse 8 and this is where I was headed with all that. And the Lord says, what just happened here? He confessed his sins. He got forgiven. Now the Lord is offering guidance in his life. The Lord said, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. And so what we must do, one of the hearing aids to be able to hear God is to repent and get sin out of our life. Amen. Now, let's keep going here. Along those lines, keep short accounts with God. Do you know what I mean? As soon as you realize, I handled that wrong. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. Sorry, I yelled at the referee. You need to get those things right. The other thing is this. Forgive. Do not keep unforgiveness in your life. You've got to let some people go. Well, they did this and they meant it. You know what? And you're, and you're hurting yourself, not them. Forgiveness is a gift you give yourself. Okay? It's not vindicate others. It's something that you free yourself. You give them to God. You give it all to God. You forgive. You let it go. When my kids were little, we had a book called Don't Hug a Grudge. And I encourage you, don't hug a grudge. Repent of all of that. Be free so that we can hear God. Amen? Amen. Number four is review. Review. You need to go back and ask yourself, have I done the last thing that I feel like the Lord said to me to do? Have I responded to the last thing that I feel the Lord said to do? Look, look with me in, in Proverbs 1. It says, come and listen. Here, watch this. Come and listen to my counsel. He's trying to offer guidance and direction for us. I'll share my heart with you and make you wise. Verse 24. I called you so often... But you wouldn't come. I reached out to you, but you paid no attention. Verse 25. You ignored my advice and rejected the correction I offered. Can I tell you what? It goes south from there. Go ahead to uh, verse 30. They rejected my advice, paid no attention when I corrected them. Therefore, they must eat. Watch this. Instead of getting guidance and advice and the best path for your life, They must eat the bitter fruit of living their own way, choking on their own schemes. For the simpletons turn away from me to death. Fools are destroyed by their own complacency. Watch this. But all who listen, everybody say listen. But all who listen to me will live in peace, untroubled by fear of harm. I don't know about you, but I need that peace. This is the Hebrew Old Testament word shalom. 
It's a sense of nothing missing, nothing broken, even though there may be things missing and broken. You're okay. It's a sense of peace that passes understanding and guards your hearts and guards your mind in a troubled and crazy world. You can even be untroubled by any fear of harm because you're following God. He knows the safe path. He's saying, come this way, go this way, hold up now. He's leading you because you're responding to him. It is so vital that when he convicts you of something, you respond. When he prompts you to do something, respond. If he says, hey, go, go buy that for them, go, go pay that for them, go call that person, stop and pray for that person he'll bring to mind. Whatever it would be, those little prompts, big things, whatever it would be, respond to those. And when you respond to them, now you're more and more in a place to continue to hear from God. The danger is when you stop responding, it goes south from there. So review. And then lastly, invite and expect invite and expect. Say it with me. Invite and expect. You need to invite the Lord. You need to ask him, speak to me. I want you to. Now, we've covered, we've covered this early on. God will speak to you, and you can hear from God. And that's what all five weeks have been about, getting you to a place where you accept that, you grow in confidence and ability in that, because we need it. We need this. And so, first of all, I think you need to invite the Lord speaking to my heart. You remember the boy Samuel in the Old Testament. And he was staying at the temple with, with the prophet Eli, or the priest, Eli. And um, the Lord called him, Samuel, Samuel. He thought it was Eli. I thought it was Elisha. In the... Maybe it was the Lord. Um, and he called and he went to Eli and he said, yes, did you call me? He said, I, I didn't call you. And so three times this happened. So finally, on the third time, Eli, kind of the light came on. He said, I, I think the Lord is speaking to you. Go back to your room. Go back to your place. And just say this to the Lord. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. I want to say it again, and then I want you to say it with me. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Would you say that with me? Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Let's do it one more time. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. And you don't necessarily need to be that formal, but I would throughout the day and at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day invite the Lord. I invite the Lord when I pray at night before I go to sleep. Lord, if you want anything to say to me in the middle of the night, wake me. Some of you don't want to pray that prayer because you don't want to wake up. And what if the Lord keeps me up, you know? I promise you if the Lord wakes you up and keeps you up, he, is not, he will not be a debtor to you. You'll wake up refreshed. You'll wake up refreshed. Invite the Lord. You know, as you start your day and throughout your day, Lord, speak to me today. I want to hear your voice. I want to know your direction. So you invite and then you what? You expect. Have you ever been waiting for an important phone call before? It's like I cannot miss that call. And so what do you do? You make sure your phone is charged up. You make sure your ringer is on. Have you ever done that? I've left a ringer off and missed a call before. It's like, ah! You know, and then to trace that back through, it's, it's an ordeal. And so just like you're expecting a call, you know, you want to make sure my ringer is on, that I'm alert, that I'm ready. One of our, and I'm not endorsing the movie, but one of our favorite family movies is What About Bob? <laughs> Y'all know it? With Bill Murray, it's just a hilarious movie. And there's a, a time where he's waiting in the general store 
for a phone call from Dr. Leo Marvin. And there's a pay phone on the wall. And, this, and Bob has a lot of issues. You need to see the movie. But, but the pay phone on the wall, and a guy goes over to use that phone, and Bob about tackles the guy to move him out of the way. No, 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 because I'm expecting a call. We almost need to be that aggressive in our lives that I have got to hear from God, that you would push some other things out of the way because you've invited him to speak and you're expecting to speak into your life. Amen? You cannot afford to miss God's voice. We cannot just do this life on our own. This is where our answers come from. This is where direction comes from. This is where insight, discernment, um, encouragement, warning, those things come. You know, if God doesn't speak some things into us, we're, we're in a world of hurt. We cannot miss this. This is something God has given to us. Did you know the main difference between a believer and an unbeliever is a personal relationship with God. That's the difference. The difference between a believer and an unbeliever, all other things aside, is a personal relationship with God. Well, when you have relationship, you have access. And when you have access, you have communication. And as with any healthy relationship, there, there needs to be good communication. And the Bible tells us in Romans eight fourteen that the children of God are led by the Spirit of God. Listen, it should be normal. It should be a a distinguishing characteristic of believers, of children of God. Any of y'all believers, children of God? It It should be normal in your life that God is leading you, that God is helping you. Otherwise, you're gonna get stumped and stuck. And we all end up stumped and stuck, but don't stay there because we have help from heaven. So whatever your deal is, whatever your issue is, whatever you're you're trying to figure out, whatever has stumped you, guess what? God has that vantage point. He sees, he knows, and he wants to speak those things into our life. You know, some of you today, what do you do with, what am I going to do about my marriage? What am I going to do about my my child that's that's off track? What am I going to do about this addiction? What am I going to do about this problem, the, the uncertainty at work? What's going on here? What's going across going on across town what's going on across the room from me what do i do about those things where do i where do i center up on this god will help you the children of god are led by the spirit of god and we don't need to miss it because our world is noisy and busy i'm telling you what these are hearing aids that will help us to kind of drill down and be able to hear what god would say to us and i I don't want to go a day without it amen without hearing from god We live our life, and we make decisions just like everybody else does. But again, the the distinguishing difference is we're children of God. We have a relationship with God. We have communication with God, and we we can do better. This will help us in how we live our life and and the decisions that we make in life. Don't forget this. Whatever you think you see, whatever you think you know, God's vantage point is much better than yours and mine. He sees, he knows what you and I cannot see and do not know unless he'd share those things with us. I welcome the help from heaven. Amen? I'm just going to land it right there. Did you get anything at all out of this today? All right, good deal. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.